0: Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I'm your host, Pal, Dino Joey, or Joey Awijan. Purple Mafia is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, PodMN, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Audible Double Twist. Thank you always for downloading and listening to the show. Always greatly appreciated. It's a pleasure to be on board with you once again today. As now we are looking to review the 2021 NFL Draft. <laughs> And what a great draft it was, at least from this vantage point. At this vantage point, it looks pretty good. So far, obviously, none of them played a single snap for the Minnesota Vikings, but a lot of issues addressed, including two of the most important issues you can imagine for the Minnesota Vikings, including the offensive line and the quarterback position. That's right, I said the quarterback position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kellen Mond is a Minnesota Viking as of the early third round. Pretty exciting. Uh, nice to have him on board. and <laughs> We'll see what happens. University of Texas' a and of course. We'll talk about him shortly. It's going to be a three-segment show. The first segment will be a short transaction type of segment, which is kind of uh, tradition. So this is actually after the draft. We'll talk about the undrafted free agents. I'll just kind of basically read off the list because it's not like I'm going to go hard and heavy into every one of the undrafted free agents signed. Though it's interesting, there'll be a kicking competition. Riley Patterson is going to compete against Greg Joseph, who uh, the Vikings signed in the off season, Kind of just one of those, kind of like a practice squad kicker. We'll see what happens. He's from actually from South Africa. So, last time the Vikings had a kicker out of South Africa, his name was Gary Anderson. He was pretty damn good until that one kick, and then, yeah, he had a couple of nasty games against the Falcons and Hall of Fame career, but obviously not all in Minnesota. Patrick Peterson's also going to wear number seven. Patrick Peterson's going to wear number seven. Okay. That's interesting. Number seven. Okay, Randall Cunningham. Uh, Tavar, yeah, Randall Cunningham. Yeah, let's let's leave leave the other guy uh, in the other place. Yeah, I wasn't very good. McKinsey Alexander's back. Yes, we talked about that. I can't believe he's 27 already. That's weird. Chris Boyd's obviously still here. Vikings uh, secondary, I think it's pretty strong. But we did take one cornerback in the draft. Jeff Gladney, we'll see what happens. I don't know. And it's just a gosh darn shame. It truly is, um, but addressed a lot of issues, obviously, we got a defensive edge, we got a couple of those, edge rusher, as they like to call him, quarterback Kellen Mond out of San Antonio, Texas a and is where he went, of course, so Kirk Cousins, finally something going on there, Sean Mannion will not be returning for the Vikings, I can't imagine why he would, uh, we'll see what happens, though, who's really going to be the backup, is it really going to be Kellen Mond at age 21, hmm, Nate Stanley, Jake Browning, going to try it out, Jake Browning was pretty good with watching it, but an injury kind of obviously derailed his career, unfortunately. That's why he was an undrafted free agent. So let's get to the undrafted free agents, of course. I talked about Riley Patterson out of Memphis, 6'10". Riley Patterson out of Memphis. A.J. Rose running back out of Kentucky. Blake Prowell out of Eastern Carolina. Blake Proell, like Ricky Proell. I do think there is a uh, relation there, you know, know, like Chad Beebe and uh, Don Beebe, yes, you know, both wide receivers. Wop Fillor out of Indiana. Wop. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. Uh, Wop. Wop. Whoop, whoop. W-H-O-P. Fillor. Fill your. Fill your Wop. Uh, er. Wop. Er. Wop. Er. Okay. Sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> I can't help it. It's That's different. Go Wop Fillor. I, I hope he makes it. Because uh, that's pretty cool. 511 just like his... Uh, Counterpower here, Myron Mitchell out of UAB, UAB, also 5'11". Wide receiver, edge rusher. Since we can't use the term defensive end anymore, I guess, uh, I guess we can't. I guess we just call them edge rushers now. I tend to like defensive end. I don't know when that changed, maybe the last two, three years. Then I guess maybe we're in the Mandela effect and well, they'll say that we were always called edge rushers. Defensive end, that doesn't exist. You know, just like the Berenstein Bears. They're the Berenstein Bears now. Okay, sorry. Ziande. Ziande, not Ziandre, but Ziande. Ziande Johnson out of Cal. six-three-two ninety, 290. Edge rusher. Linebacker Christian Ellis out of Idaho. <laughs> Defensive tackle Jordan Scott out of Oregon. tough Borland. Nice. He's a tough guy with one F. <laughs> Linebacker out of Ohio State, the Ohio State, and long snapper. Uh huh. This is where you take a long snapper, by the way, not in the draft, not in the draft. Just like kickers. See, this is better. Thank you. It took about uh, how many years? So let's see. Rick Spielman finally became the GM officially after the twenty eleven season, right? When we were three and a, uh, we were three and three and thirteen that year, and he goes all emotional, like, "Yeah, we're gonna fix this damn thing," you know. Uh, that was. Uh, yeah, that was great. 3-11. Um, and 11. Ooh, 3-13, and 13, excuse me. Well, since then, he's taken kickers in the draft, multiple kickers in the draft. He's taken a long snapper in the draft. He's finally figuring it out. He finally took a quarterback. Uh, when you're kind of semi, you know, kind of guessing on a guy, not guessing, but, you know, it might be a reach to take a guy earlier, like first-round pick. Instead of reaching for a quarterback in the first round, you end up... Uh, uh, Taking him in the early third. See, there you go. Sophie flops. If Kellen Mond is a failure, it's not going to be the end of the world for uh, Rick Spielman anymore. Uh, you don't take a fifth-round kicker and cut him after three weeks because your coach hates kickers. You don't take a long snapper in the fifth or sixth round and, you know, and just, you know, he's not that good and you just spent a uh, draft pick on a long snapper. Yeah, when long snappers could be had this way. Turner Bernard will compete for the long snapper position. Welcome aboard San Diego State. Uh, Long story longer. Long snapper. Long story longer. Long snapper. Uh, Turner Bernard will be with the Minnesota Vikings as the new long snapper, going all the way back to Mike Morris and others that have been around. Uh, Gosh, Colin... Man, that guy was around forever, wasn't he? After uh, Mike Morris. It's been kind of a struggle since then. Uh, Cool. Yep, people are talking about Whoppers from BK. Burger King. Yep. That's funny. Uh, Yes, this is... (laughs) (laughs) I got the list off of, uh... (laughs) Off of the Purple FTW Podcast. So, yeah, there it is. It's on YouTube, actually. That way I could actually have a list standing up in front of me. So I will cite it. I'm not going to just plagiarize, even though you think you can find the list. But everybody's, like, got them in an article and stuff, and the article's all, like, covered with ads, and you can't find the player's name. So if you want the list, there's the list right in front of you on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Purple FDW Podcast, a competitor of mine that probably wouldn't acknowledge me, even though I was around probably five years before that show, if not longer. But they probably wouldn't even acknowledge I exist if I tried to say hello. That's the world we live in, ladies and gentlemen. That is the world we live in. It is. It, it truly is. But uh, there is your undrafted free agents, and you never know. Obviously, the NFL is filled with undrafted free agents that become good players, including most of the kickers. Uh one time, the Buffalo, one time out there, the Buffalo Bills took a kicker in the first round. That was uh, Steve Christie. He was decent, but obviously the Bills needed more than a kicker to beat the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl the next year because that uh, North Cut just didn't cut it, and he missed the kick, and they lost. Buffalo Bills missed uh chip-shot field goal and could have been world champions, and they're still waiting, just like us. Just like us, still waiting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, with that said, we'll take a quick break and actually get into that NFL draft right after this. We are back here on Purple Mafia. Time to get into the NFL Draft. We are going to dive in headfirst to the 2021 NFL Draft. Let's just go right away. First round, of course, Trevor Lawrence is taken number one overall by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Zach Wilson to the Jets. Trey Lance goes to San Francisco, and it's like, okay, everybody is waiting for pick number three to make things interesting. Is it going to be? Uh, is it going to be Mac? Or is it? Is it going to be Mac Jones? Pardon me, or uh, Trey Lance, or God knows. God knows who. Who knows? Uh, 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 Justin Fields. We'll have to wait and see. And then it ends up being Trey Lance. So, all right. So the dream of the Minnesota Vikings getting Trey Lance somehow had died. Uh, There were mock drafts that had the Vikings with Trey Lance at 14. Wow. I think we'd be okay with that. Trey Lance versus uh, Kellen Mond. I think it'd be okay. I think it'd be okay to have Trey Lance. Kellen Mond looks promising though. Kyle Pitts goes to the Atlanta Falcons. So instead of the Dolphins getting him, he goes to the Falcons earlier. Jamar Chase. So instead of Panay Sawal, Jamar Chase, who Miami wanted. So Miami wanted Kyle Pitts. They wanted Jamar Chase. They wanted. They, well, they needed a receiver, obviously, as uh, Tua's going forward here with uh, Miami. Or uh, Jacoby Brissett, who I also like very much. So interesting quarterback duo going on in Florida. In Miami. In Florida, anyway. See what happens if they ever win another Super Bowl one day. Jamar Chase, too. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Jalen Waddle, winds up going to the Miami Dolphins. That was the other one. So one way or another, they wanted a guy that could catch. It was going to be one of those three, and Penesawal then goes to Detroit. So no trade-up for the Vikings getting him. Certain players are slipping. A very significant quarterback is slipping, which is interesting, but uh, we'll see. J.C. Horn winds up going to the Carolina Panthers, so no, Rashawn Slater, that was another possible landing point for him. Maybe Detroit, maybe the... Uh, yeah, I mean, Slater could have gone as early as to Detroit if uh, Sewall went to the Cincinnati Bungles. But uh, <laughs> Patrick Sertan, <laughs> who a lot of people had... I try not to cough, but that was sudden. A lot of people had basically engraved in stone with the Dallas Cowboys. Well, that never happened because the Denver Broncos took him. Denver Broncos wanted Pat Sertan, the second, by the way. Patrick Sertan, to the Broncos. So the Dallas says screw it and trades with their division rival Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. Devonta Smith to Philly, and that's what a lot of people were predicting. There's a certain quarterback still there, and it's like, oh my god, could he actually slip to the Vikings? Could it happen? The New York Giants, you know, their the quarterback it was a Daniel Jones. He's okay. Are they going to go with Daniel Jones? Or are they going to go with some, you know, somebody else, a completely different player, improve the defense, work on the offensive line? Maybe they take Slater. Who knows? It's going to happen. And then Oh no, uh oh, the Bears. There's there's a trade and it's with the Bears. Uh, there's only one thing that could happen here. We all know who it is. Yep, Justin Fields to the Chicago Bears. Yep, Justin Fields to the Chicago Bears, eleventh overall out of Ohio State, the Ohio State. Micah Parsons then Parsons then goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Apparently a dream come true for him. That trade that pick, the twelfth pick, has been traded three times. It was traded uh, from the Dolphins to the Eagles and then down to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Micah Parsons, so his dream came true. Uh, unfortunately, the Cowboys didn't get their original guy in Pat the second, but Micah Parsons, Parsons got his dream to come true, and my dream to come true of uh, Rashawn Slater coming to the Vikings, which would have been fantastic. I guess it's kind of a dream, but I'm not disappointed at the guy we got and how we wound up getting there. Rashawn Slater winds up going to the Los Angeles Chargers, and here's the 14th pick. Is it going to be Elijah Tucker? Are we going to take uh, Christian Derisaw? Are we going to go with Mac Jones? Something crazy? Are we going to do something crazy here? Because it could have been Fields, but uh, Mac Jones is still there. Is it going to be Quiddy Pay? And I'm going to be saying that's really, you know, like rhyme it. Yeah, that kind of thing. And piss table off. Well, there it is. We're waiting, we're waiting, and then we're trading down. And, yeah, well, we got some more third-round picks. Now we have four, which is nice. Uh, we, got another, we got a sixth-rounder out of it as well. Nice little haul of picks. Luckily, no seventh rounders, and the Vikings actually had zero seventh rounders throughout this draft, which is pretty shocking. Usually, we accumulate them over the years. We've had like four or five seventh round picks, and those are literally just flyers on guys you could sign as an undrafted free agent. Really, which is kind of funny. But that's what happened. Elijah Vera Tucker. Why is it going to the New York Jets? Elijah Vera Tucker to the Jets. Mac Jones, the Patriots got their wish, and it happened. Alabama quarterback Mac Jones is going to the New England Patriots. Zavin Collins, linebacker to the Cardinals. Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle to the Las Vegas Raiders. Interesting one there, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Jalen Phillips, some people were hoping for him to come to the Vikings, including Mike Zimmer possibly. Uh, significant wrist injury in the past uh, slowed him down, but that guy has some serious upside. Winds up with the Dolphins. Winds up with the Dolphins. So it uh, could be a very interesting draft for the Dolphins here. Edge rusher and very talented wide receiver. Uh, Jermaine Davis, the linebacker out of Kentucky, goes to the Washington football team. We'll see what they'll be called come fall. Kadarius to Tony to the to the uh, New York Giants. So there it is. That's the <laughs> that's the pick with the Chicago Bears. Wide receiver out of Florida, Quiddy Pay goes to Michigan. I started clapping because it's like, well, that ended that. Uh, goes to Michigan. Goes to Indianapolis out of Michigan. Pardon me, Quiddy Pay. You know, I mean, he has potential and everything. It's just I wasn't as excited about him. If the Vikings wound up with him, I might have been kind of ticked. Uh Caleb Farley winds up with the Tennessee Titans. And see, you know, when you trade down, you get kind of bored and frustrated and you kind of walk away for a little bit and kind of, you know, you shut down for a minute and then, you know, because now we got to wait. And you come back and look and you're like, wait a minute, Christian Derisaw, he he's still there. I mean, I thought for sure, that's it. No Christian Derrissaw. Uh, obviously, Elijah Tucker has gone. Now we're going to end up taking Pay, or God knows. We're going to take some edge rusher. Maybe we'll completely trade out of the first round and take the next Chris Cook or something in the second round like we did back in uh, 2010, which freaking pissed me off. I knew Chris Cook wasn't good then. And a lot of people knew that was a reach of a pick, and he was terrible. That um, Zimmer wasn't the uh, Vikings defensive coordinator, I mean coach back then. So, Yeah. Yeah, we didn't. I didn't have as much faith in the Vikings drafting cornerbacks back then because we flat sucked at it for years. Drafting cornerbacks, we flat sucked at it for like twenty years. It was ridiculous. Uh, occasionally, you get super lucky. Was it Brian Williams? Was awesome, but outside of that, occasionally we would hit strike gold on a free agent, like a guy named Antoine Winfield Senior. Christian Derrissaw's still there. Caleb Farley's taking it. I'm like, oh, my God. It's got to be Derisaw, right? Like, everybody's saying Derisaw, Derrissaw, 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 Derrissaw. Der-, and it was. Oh, okay. Whew. Okay. Well, we got the guy I would have taken at 14. I kind of wanted him more than Elijah Veritaker because then you are set. There's your left tackle. He's an excellent pass rush, uh, pass blocker, pardon me. He's a capable run blocker. He's capable of that lateral movement and all that for zone blocking. But he's a, an excellent pass blocker, which is what you want out of your left tackle. Unless your quarterback's left-handed, then you want to really then you want an extremely good pass for, uh, blocking a right tackle. But you want good pass blocking for a mini tackle. It's the uh, the, the uh, it's the guards, offensive guards. Usually, you're more worried about the run blocking, generally speaking. But you know, it's good to have a little bit of everything here. And Christian Darius is a fantastic pass blocker, and he's a Minnesota Viking. Oh my god, it's like just the tense the tension, the frustration, the heartburn, the palpitations, the 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 oh the headache, the, the migraine that was developing in any and any Minnesota Viking fan's head at that moment. Eliza Tucker's gone, you just know Derisau. There's no chance. There's no chance he's gonna be Well, I guess he is. Okay, and we accumulated graph picks. We gambled and won. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Christian Durasau a Viking, and all's right with the Vikings draft world for now. Unfortunately, we don't have a pick in the second round, but you figure well, three third round picks, four third round picks. Pardon me, we're going to trade up into the second round for sure. We're going to eye some quarterback like Kellen Mond. A lot of people like a lot of people were actually talking about him, or God knows maybe the the Florida quarterback, which ended up going right away. Which is how it goes. Now, I'm not too surprised <clears> that he ended up moving pretty quickly there. Actually, it was right away in the third round. Yep, there he goes, at the end of the for, uh, second part of me. Kyle Trask winds up with the bucks. So there you go. Kyle Trask out of Florida, stays in Florida to learn from the greatest of all time. As long as the greatest of all time doesn't mind teaching. Is it okay this time, Tom? Is it okay this time, Tom? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, you're like, uh, no, Jimmy, you're not going to start. You're going to be like 33 by the time I retire. Sorry, Jimmy. Sorry, Jimmy. Uh, Kyle, well, this time, Mr. Brady is <laughs> is, is, is 43. So it's not as bad as it was. So this time it should be adequate, as now we'll just stay on the quarterback position as we move forward. But I'm thinking, oh, great, he's gone. Crap. But luckily, well, Vikings won up with a quarterback anyway. And that young man's name was Texas A&M's Kellen Mond, as he will indeed come to the Minnesota Vikings. And if it wasn't for that trade down, with uh, where the Vikings still wound up with Christian Derisaw in that first round, this probably would have never happened because <clears throat> Quarterback started flying off the board pretty quickly, again after Mr. Trask came off the board at the end of the second round, going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kyle Trask, like I just mentioned, so <laughs> Kellen Mond comes to Minnesota, and I guess his comparison <laughs> his comparison to the NFL is Colin Kaepernick. So I guess uh, insert opinion there. Luckily, hopefully, the politics won't come with it depending on how you feel about the politics. I just don't like the distraction. Let's just uh, play some football. Let's have a break from politics and debating with each other about every little thing under the sun. Uh, Four-year player, four-year college player, four-year starter. At least during his freshman year, he played 10 games for the most part, so he kind of took over later in the season. So I guess it's not completely four years, but eight touchdowns, six interceptions, still a quarterback rating in the 100s. His completion percentage is still a bit of question. His accuracy is a little bit in question, but he does have the arm. He has the mobility. Uh, Colin Kaepernick certainly had both of those, and the accuracy probably was a bit in question. As a freshman, 51 percent. As a sophomore, 57.3. Junior, 61.6, and a senior, 63.3. So what's the good news? The good news is the accuracy increased. Also, the uh, t- the interceptions and the quarterback rating improved. <laughs> During the course of time, you could say the interceptions dropped off. As a senior, 19 touchdowns, only 3 interceptions, 146.9 quarterback rating. As a sophomore, 131.1, excellent. 20 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. As a sophomore, 24 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 135 even quarterback rating. His overall career quarterback rating, 132 for Texas A&M. Again, very mobile guy. Managed to get 8 touchdowns as a junior. Seven touchdowns as a freshman. And, of course, again, last year we know the schedules were reduced only 10 games, so four touchdowns. But certain amount of uh, tons of yards, though, generally speaking, 501 was a career high as a junior. Most of his best seasons were junior year. 501 yards rushing with eight touchdowns. And, again, from yards uh, from the line of scrimmage, 501 also. So that's pretty much all even The uh, from the line of scrimmage to rushing. It's all actually even. So that's not super surprising at the end of the day. But uh, talk is he was a little bit robotic with the way he was coached there in Texas a and am A bit robotic with the way he was releasing the ball. It looked kind of like a machine rather than like a human being. The way he was kind of, you know, the way he, uh, you know, his, his motion and such. And just kind of, you know, the way he had his elbows as he was aiming to throw the ball and such. Uh, so some of that's going to have to go as he becomes a professional player. But that's how it is. You know, I mean, he's not going to start at least for one year, maybe two years, and again, it lights a fire under Kirk Cousins, and it also gives us hope that there is something going on beyond 2021, 22-ish, around there, that uh, we finally have somebody we might be able to call a quarterback of the future. Certainly no guarantee, like I was saying, because, you know, I mean, (laughs) but at the same time, you know, players like this, you know, and and this position, third-round pick, you're not necessarily a guaranteed starter in the NFL. First round, you're certainly freaking hoping for that. If they don't wind up being a starter in the NFL, you really blew it. You blew a first-round pick, and it's a failure. And that's what Christian Ponder was, an absolute failure, a 12th overall pick, and he was not good, just wasn't good. Um, Culpepper was an NFL starter. We could say what we want about how some of his NFL players' football IQ wasn't up to par, and the way he couldn't hang on to the damn ball didn't help either. Uh, For somebody his size to have small hands was kind of weird, but that's the human body. You just never know. It is the darndest thing. Um, We'll leave that alone. Uh, Helen Mond, we're not really hearing a whole lot of that. That's the good news. Uh, He he doesn't turn the ball over a whole lot. Again, just the accuracy, but he certainly does have the arm. He's able to hit receivers in stride. And again, the mobility in the pocket is really helpful. And he can definitely help this team in a lot of ways in the future. So both picks, really, it's not just for win now, even though uh, Christian Derisov can be for win now. He can be for win now and for the future because you'd hope when you draft a left tackle, he's not going to be here for just three years or something. We're talking like 10, 15, 20, you know, if you're really lucky. Uh, he might end up being just a stout, a future Hall of Famer. I don't know. That might be kind of crazy, but future Hall of Famer, you never know, or at least just a damn good one that you had for a long, long time, and he was so reliable, and he was always there, and he was one of the best pass rushers or pass blockers in the league, this and that, and you feel so much better long-term moving forward with a guy like that. Uh, the Vikings now started turning towards the pass rush a bit where Chaz Surratt, who actually was a former quarterback in college. He was a former quarterback, high school and into college. Pretty weird, actually. He's a linebacker from North Carolina, Chaz Surratt. Some people believe he could have been taken a bit later in the draft, but he's an interesting pick. Uh, We had a tight end convert into a right tackle. His name was Brian O'Neill. That worked out pretty good. So, I don't know, quarterbacks, pretty good athletes, I hope. And Chaz Surratt is known mostly for his pass rushing ability. That's what he's known for. And a little comparison, Camu Gregor Hill. Alrighty righty then. Let's look at uh, Christian uh <laughs> Yeah, Russell Okung. That's a pretty nice comparison. Russell Okung. We all know who that is. We all wanted the Vikings to sign him at uh, free agency a few years back. And we were like, please get Russell Okung. And it just didn't happen. So, nice comparison there. Chaz Surratt, again. Again, he's mostly known for his ability to pass rush. That's his strength... Going forward, that's his strength. Generally speaking, six foot one, two twenty-seven. Kind of strange, though. So maybe as they add a little bit of weight. Not the certainly not the smallest, not the not, not the biggest guy either. Um, Thirty-inch arms, whereas our friend uh, Mister uh, Christian Derozan is known for his extremely long arms. That really helps for a linebacker going forward. They actually don't show the measurements, but I hear it's thirty-four. So that's pretty damn good. Pretty damn long arms there for your. Uh, left tackle. So he's like a legitimate left tackle, not a guy who's kind of like, ah, he translates to a guard in the NFL. That would be uh, Mr. Slater. Again, on his way to the Los Angeles Chargers. So we move on. Again, this is all day two now Surat, Surat. Yep, Definitely nobody complaining here. This is all day two anyway. What am I talking about? Uh, third round, of course, because there was no second round. We go back to the offensive line again, much to everyone's glee, and I will say this big time. Uh, I was kept. I, I kept talking about Kendrick Green, Kendrick Green, Kendrick Green, out of uh, Ohio, out of Illinois. But we wind up with Wyatt Davis out of Ohio State, who was actually ranked significantly higher, picked 86th overall, but was projected to be 53rd. 53rd. He was the 53rd highest prospect according to several publications. Six, uh, six foot three, three fifteen. He will play right guard, not left guard. Right guard, as uh, that's the position he played for Ohio State. So right guard, that means Ezra Cleveland will move to left guard. So he'll be playing more on his natural side at the very least. His original position was left tackle, but he can play left guard, and he was pretty good at it, or right guard. Now he'll be moving to left guard. So there's your offensive line, really, in a lot of ways. There's your starters. Uh, they have to earn it, of course, first. But, well, you know, if all goes well, and it damn better well go well, it's, uh, again, Christian Jarosol, left tackle. Ezra Cleveland, left guard. Uh, Bradbury, <laughs> Bradbury, center, and yes, he still has time to get better, and of course, help with uh, certain certain guys around him will help in a lot of ways as well. But Mr. Bradbury will be your center. He's the guy I endorsed two years ago, and well, I have to live up to. <laughs> I have to. I have to fess up to that. Wyatt Davis will be your right guard, and your right tackle, of course, Brian O'Neill. He's kind of like you could say he's like the captain because he's the veteran out of that group. Ryan O'Neill's your captain of the offensive line. At least I would think so, unless that's just not his thing. Uh, at the end of the day, Wyatt Davis compared to John Miller. John Miller uh, at the guard position. Definitely a very strong guy, as he is Christian Derrissov. So you're bringing in a lot of strength. They're getting more physical, strong, tough offensive linemen as Bradbury. That was kind of one of his weaknesses. Just got forklifted, you know, and, and you heard about that in the past, how he was getting forklifted at times. Uh, by some of that uh, that Green Bay defensive line. Guys like that were just getting right through him. And, of course, the Chicago Bears. It could be really, really frustrating. So two teams you'll be playing, uh, you'll be playing against quite a bit for the next X amount of years here, as long as these guys play well. So hopefully they will be uh, playing well against those teams in the future and leading the Minnesota Vikings to multiple division championships. As right now, Minnesota Vikings, at least according to, uh, you know, certain publications what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, Should be the favorites to win the NFC North moving forward for who knows. At least a year. We'll see what happens. We'll see how how Justin Fields turns out. We'll see how Kellen Mond turns out. It's going to be crazy because guys like Phil Simms were rating Kellen Mond actually higher than Justin Fields and uh, Lance. So that's pretty damn crazy at the end of the day. So is he right? We'll see. Uh, Phil Simms has been right before. He's been wrong before. But um, a lot of times he's, he's right about his position at the quarterback spot. So it could be very, very fascinating moving forward Trey Lance yep Trey Lance and Justin Fields were actually ranked lower on Phil Sims's uh, quote unquote draft board going forward again the former New York Giants uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback 1986 because <laughs> because Hosteller won the Super Bowl in 91 for the uh, New York Giants so at <laughs> the end of the day 90 uh, 90 the 90 season but January 91. you get the idea keep moving forward now. There's your edge rush. Patrick Jones, the second. Kind of all over the place. Some people think it's a great pick. Some people think you're reaching. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Definitely, he's an attacking pass rusher. But it's a bit one-dimensional. All gas, no break. So it's basically just going forward, going forward, going forward the whole time. So, which, you know, sometimes you're kind of gambling a little bit. He's coming out of Pittsburgh. You're going to see Pittsburgh a couple times in this uh, draft for the Minnesota Vikings, actually. Which is, you know, it's okay. We'll see. (laughs) At the end of the day, hopefully it works out just fine. But one-dimensional, I suppose. And, well, I mean, we need a pass rush depending on how Daniil Hunter does. Patrick Jones certainly not slated as any starter at the uh, left uh, defensive end position just yet. I almost called him tackle, but defensive end. He's not going to be on the left end right away. Obviously, we know who the right end should be moving forward. Again, that would be Daniil Hunter as long as he's healthy enough to go. Uh, with his numbers, yep, his numbers picked up as the years went on, which is good. He played four years in the ACC for Pittsburgh. Half sack as a freshman, doesn't, didn't really play much. Sophomore year, got on there much more. He actually had 13 games, which just his career high. Only three and a half sacks though. 2019, eight and a half sacks, four. Patrick Jones, the second, and then nine sacks last year in the COVID shortened season, but both years were 11 games. At the uh, edge, edge edge rusher position, twelve and a half tackles for loss as a senior, eleven and a half as a sophomore. So he kept getting better every year. That's the good part. Four, except for one thing: four forced fumbles as a fresh uh, junior. Pardon me, zero as a senior. So, well, that's interesting. But he forced some turnovers, this and that. Interesting pick. We'll see. And I'm sure the Minnesota Vikings, uh, Andre Patterson, defensive coordinator slash defensive line genius and Mike Zimmer can uh, mold this guy into a hell of a player like the Vikings have done multiple times at defensive end position, and a lot of people are still very, very optimistic about D.J. Wanham, and I am too. Maybe both of these guys can be kind of rotational slash situational edges to go with the uh, to go on that left spot, even play on the right. Maybe you're spelling uh, Daniel Hunter for a moment because Daniel Hunter can't play every second. Obviously, guys get tired, this and that, especially defensively or rushing up for that quarterback every single play. And, you know, maybe they're just wearing us out, and sometimes you got to bring other guys in. But uh, Mike Zimmer likes to have rotations, this and that, on the defensive line, and that can really help in a lot of ways. Guys have more energy, and they're able to attack the quarterbacks some more. Zimmer's definitely had some success doing that in the past, and uh, Patrick Jones should fit decently going forward. 32-inch arms, uh, 10-inch hands. It's kind of funny. But uh, about five, about 6'5", a little bit less than that, 264 pounds. And he did not convert from being a tight end or being a quarterback or being a being a punter or something. I'm just messing around. <laughs> he's, a, he's an edge out of Pittsburgh. Since we can't say defensive end anymore, I guess it's illegal. Well, I talked about the Vikings taking a running back. Well, we took a running back, all right. Kind of earlier than I would have expected. Round four, pick 14, 119th overall. It's not that high of a pick. But, you know, it's kind of something. It's kind of something at the end of the day. So, how do you say it? Sounds like a Nigerian name is my guess, but who knows. Kenny Kene Nguangwo. Nguangwo. Uh, I think I think that is Nigerian, but I guess it doesn't, you know, not going to drive anybody too crazy. They projected him as a seventh-round pick. Wow, seventh-round pick. They say he's one of the most explosive running backs in his cast Is NFL, basically the NFL.com uh, and all that. So citing that one of the most explosive running blacks in his class and adds big play potential as a relief ball carrier. Yep, so definitely not a uh, uh, not a main guy. And yes, the main reason why he was brought into Minnesota is his kick returning ability. So this guy could be a kick returner. That's what they're really talking about. That's what the conversation, Mark Dol- Dol- Dol-Garian. Dolgarian there, I was talking about, yep, yeah, the kick return job. He's a prime candidate to win it right away out of the gate. So good. Um, the Vikings have needed kick returning forever. Because, obviously, his overall stats in college, yeah, he's just kind of a situational guy. Kind of You know, you could say like a David Palmer for Iowa State. That's actually where he came from. Four years in school, uh, 339 yards, career high last year, four touchdowns, rushing, receiving 22 yards. 22 yards. So not a whole lot to get excited about, 361 yards. Uh from the line of scrimmage and again four touchdowns rushing that's the only touchdowns he got throughout the four years of his career they were all in his senior year so he did get drafted he was a seventh round projection but Minnesota Vikings maybe some other teams were really interested in him and uh, love his ability to return kicks. so let's give him a shot can't go wrong there right at least I would hope not we'll see Cameron Bynum cornerback so cornerbacks do exist once again cornerbacks exist again <laughs> he's coming out of California, and I have no problem with the Minnesota Vikings taking Cameron Bynum out of California in the fourth round. 125th overall. We don't know what's going to happen with Jeff Gladney. And guys get hurt, and guys are disappointing, and this and that. Chris Boyd had some moments, but he also had some mental lapses. Uh, wow, six interceptions in his career, not bad. in four years again. He played four, four years in college, only four games as a senior, though, for, uh, for Cal in the Pac-12 as he played 12, 13, 13, uh, respectively, in his first three years in college. Uh, just a few tackles for loss over the course of his career. Only eight, but generally speaking, nothing bad. Uh, a half sack in his freshman and junior year, or excuse me, freshman and sophomore year. Two interceptions in both his freshman and junior, uh, sophomore year, and then only one interception in the next two years each. So... Um, he forces some turnovers. There's something there. Uh, we'll see. I mean, why not? Kind of a depth pick, and probably he'll play on some special teams as well. We'll see what happens. You know, he'll he'll just come in in certain situations. This and that. His size. He could probably play both slot and outside corner at six foot. It's not like he's five nine, five ten. So he could play a little bit of both. He's got some size, hundred and ninety eight pounds. It's not the biggest dude in the world, but certainly not the smallest. About 31-inch arms. So probably, he could probably be more of a wide out uh, when it comes to uh, cornerback position. But he could probably play some nickel, this and that, in dime situations, I'm sure, going forward, because this is a passing league, and the more corners you have, the better. And Mike Zimmer, as long as the guy isn't just a total mental gidget like Mr. Uh, like Holden Hill was, it's too bad what happened to him. Um, but he just, yeah, he just didn't. He just wasn't up to par at all. Uh, one uh, Other major things here, though, of note. Pretty good numbers. It's just, yeah, senior year must have really dropped its value. Uh, he was hurt. That's part of the reason. He would have been taken higher. You got to think. It's only four games. And you look at his first three years in school, school, pardon me, eight pass deflections as a freshman. That's pretty good. Nine as a junior, uh, as a sophomore, nine as a junior. Might as well have just gone out, gone out of college. Might as well just came out and he probably would have been drafted higher last year as a junior. Impressive, impressive numbers. Uh, he gets his hand on the ball. That's good. He can force some turnovers, but it's nothing spectacular. And you know, but I think he could have been a probably a second round pick last year, maybe even first round, but probably second round pick at the end of the day. Instead, he wound up one uh, up in the fourth round and with Minnesota. So we'll see what happens. We move forward now with Buffalo fourth round pick again, 29th in the fourth round, one hundred thirty fourth overall. Another edge rusher. Janarius Robinson coming to Minnesota out of Florida State. <laughs> That's a cool name. I like some of these They're pretty cool. <laughs> and another four year guy. I, yeah, so much for uh so much for coming out early, huh? Florida State. Florida State Seminoles <laughs> another edge rush. Uh, not spectacular numbers on the sacks. Eight total sacks in four years. So, you know, it's just we'll see what happens. I mean, it, only eight games last year for Florida State. Uh 13 as a junior 10 as a sophomore so on so forth. didn't hardly play as a freshman still managed to get a sack and limit very limited action as a freshman but three sacks in both the junior and senior year doesn't really stand out a whole lot but we'll see um just we'll, we'll see what happens uh, he's got strength he's athletic and i don't know i mean according to mark Dalgerian he says robinson brings power and athleticism to the edge of the Vikings front, and has the development traits to emerge as a larger contributor down the line. So he could kind of come up over the course of time. He's compared to Cornelius Washington, so hey, I don't know, that's that's going to be something there. 11 in chance, 35 and 3 fourths quarter arms. So he's actually got really long arms. Uh, really long arms. 6'5", 266, I could imagine some pass deflections. He had a few during the course of his collegiate career. He's forced two fumbles as a junior, so once again, his junior year is the best year, of with a lot of guys the junior year seems to be their best year um, nine tackles for loss pretty impressive, so he, he, he can add a little bit of both, I think, he can uh, get into the backfield a bit, not only to get the quarterback but to bring the uh, running back down for loss, this and that so nine total tackles for loss but you got to figure three of those sacks three of those are the are the sacks, but still so what, <laughs> tackle for loss is a freaking good thing regardless um We'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's nothing wrong with getting more and more of these guys. Vikings have done pretty well uh, with these edge rushers during the course of time. Amir Smith Marchette out of Washington. Marchette, 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 Marchette. My apologies. Um, he was projected to go in the sixth or seventh round, instead he went fifth, and he's one of the faster guys out there. Very, very fast. Um, so he'll be a little bit of uh, he'll be a little bit of help. And he'll bring some speed. He definitely brings speed. He's one of the fastest guys in the entire draft. Um, Dang. Oh, oh, okay. And he had some kick returns in college. 26.7 yards per kick in college. That's pretty damn good, actually. Played for Iowa. Yes, Iowa. The Iowa. Not not Iowa State or anything like that, but another four-year guy. 17 to 20, which is totally fine with me. Uh, He can even rush a little bit. He ran for 108 yards with three touchdowns as a as a as a junior. Once again junior year stands out in a big way. Only 7 games as a senior in the Big 10 there. 345 yards, four touchdowns as career high was as a junior, five touchdowns, 722 yards, 830 yards from scrimmage as a junior with eight total touchdowns. Pretty pretty impressive junior year. Another guy who who knows but uh definitely he can add a bit to the kick return ability possibly as well. One of these guys will be a punt returner. I can imagine the running back from uh, the running back taken will be more of the. Uh, from what I can tell, because the overall dynamic speed of this guy here, Marsette, I see him more as the uh, kick-off returner. And then Nuang uh, Wu, who was Ohio, Iowa State, so kind of cross-state college there, he'll be the punt returner because running backs obviously are shifty and wide receivers are what they are. They kind of have that straight-line speed, at least certain ones too. He is one eighty five, so not the biggest guy in the world. Certainly pretty young, though, for a senior in college. <laughs> August 29, 1999, but uh, good for him. Not a single junior so far in this draft, as it uh, looks like those days are starting to kind of move behind us again. Vikings take a tight end out of Central Mississippi. <laughs> That's a pretty interesting place. Zach Davidson, no, Zach Davidson out of Central Missouri, pardon me. Central Missouri, I'm looking at this wrong. But uh, we get a tight end in the fourth round, or excuse me, this is a fifth round pick. uh, 24th overall. So, I don't know, just bringing in some competition, I suppose, moving forward. As uh, Zach Davidson, he did not play in his senior year, must have opted out. There's there's nothing about injury or anything. I kept looking and looking, just didn't play, but damn, uh, his junior year, as we could call it. He was awesome. 108, 894 yards, 15 touchdowns. So could definitely help uh, replace Kyle Rudolph. Hale Hench is also retired. And you got Tyler Conklin and, of course, Irv Smith. That's the main guys at the moment. But this guy ended up being something. This guy ended up being a really nice steal here. Possibly. Uh, his draft stock really dropped. He didn't play, again, uh, didn't play after last year. Must have opted out. Maybe this COVID nonsense. Round 5, pick 2,468 overall. Pardon me for being rude. Yeah, yep, yeah, he hasn't played since 2019 due to the pandemic. Okay, I see. Yep, Ross Schooler. Yep, so that is what it is. Needs um, time to develop and all that. Practice squad, we'll see. But I'm kind of afraid to try to put him on a practice squad because, um, I don't know, somebody might scoop him up. He's, he was spectacular, actually, as a junior in 13 games. Again, 40 catches, 894 yards, 15 touchdowns. Missouri isn't exactly like that bad. or Well, Central Missouri, but still small school. Still good numbers. I mean, th- those are good numbers. There's something there, I think. They, they like his athleticism and such. He, uh... What the heck? Wow. He even punted the ball. He can punt, too. He can punt, too. Wow. That must be the whole small school thing. i got to remember, it's Central Missouri. This isn't the the Mizzou Wildcats. This is Central Missouri. Cool-looking horse logo there. Angry-looking horse. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Central Missouri. (laughs) He averaged over 42.5 yards per punt on 137 career punts. The Vikings were second to last in punt average last season. Wow. Well, that's interesting. We'll see. (laughs) Six six foot six, two forty. 32-inch arms and little, you know, medium-smaller hands, I guess. I don't know. We'll see what happens with him. And then we wrap things up with defensive tackle. So, I guess defensive tackle depth, especially considering the two guys that started last year were not real good. So, maybe this guy can help uh, bring in some competition for that. He was projected to go in the fourth. The fifth round was Jalen Twyman out of Pittsburgh. Defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. So, there you go. There's your second Pittsburgh guy. (laughs) He's got something, hopefully, moving forward. As we, uh, yep, He went for... Looks like he went to school for three years. That's what I thought. So he went for junior year, and he didn't play either. <clears throat> but uh, projected higher. <clears throat> looks like he's a three technique because ten and a half sacks. Good job. Did better than the defensive end guy. The edge rush. This guy's actually probably... He was probably a, a better prospect coming in. Um, he was probably a better prospect coming in. Especially, particularly like last year and all that into this guy. But it's just uh, compared to the uh, defensive uh, lineman we took earlier. We'll get back to him in a second. The defensive end part of me. Uh, he up that out in 2020. He's one of those guys, just a couple of the gophers, and obviously uh, uh, Michael Pierce uh, coming in. Uh, Twineman, 10 and a half sacks as, a, as an interior lineman. That's extremely good. Uh, pass rush upside, very intriguing. So we'll see what happens. Uh, he was He didn't play last year and had a disappointing pro day. So that's what dropped him down to the uh, the sixth round, the middle of the sixth round, 199th overall. But, well, and Zimmer and, and uh, Andre Patterson, we'll see. There, there could be something here. There really could be. Might end up being a wonderful three technique moving forward. And cool. I mean, taking a flyer on this guy could be something pretty nice. Why not? Uh, good job, Rick Spielman. I think the Vikings did a really good job in this draft so far. At least on paper, it looks like a wonderful draft. Obviously, again, playing a little bit of poker with everybody. Still able to get Christian Derrissaw. You got a quarterback of the future, hopefully. Hopefully. Second pick in the third round, 66th overall. Hopefully a quarterback of the future, or at least hope that, you know, there's something there. At least just that hope. Just giving us that little ray of light that there's uh, something coming on here after Cousins that we're not just like, yeah, we're just going to keep resigning him to one year and like, a like I don't know, to extensions for like $40 million cap hits and such. And um well when the Vikings tried to approach him about renegotiating his contract a little bit, he said no this time around and then the Vikings this is this was their uh this was their strategy afterward. Like, okay then, you know, if that's if you wanna play that way, we'll play this way. Uh we could actually have a legitimate starting quarterback without paying him thirty five, forty million dollars a year and destroying the whole cap uh, situation. Well well well, hogging it per se. Kinda of like the ColecoVision uh AC adapter. That's pretty much what uh Christian, po- oh, Christian Potter, that's pretty much what <laughs> Kirk Cousins is right now when it comes to the Minnesota Viking Celery Cap. He's like the ColecoVision AC adapter. Check that thing out. Just just Google it. You will not believe how large that thing is. Say the Viking Celery Cap is a, uh, a little power strip, you know, the little power strips you can get? Yeah. What a freaking hog, like the angry video game nerd would say. But uh, we've showed up the offensive line, or so we'd like to believe. Christian Derrissaw should be your left tackle for the next 5 to 15 years, hopefully. Wyatt Davis could be your guard, starting guard at the right spot, but we'll see. Could be, who who knows? Well, let's just say he is the right guard, hopefully for the next 5 to 10 to 15 years as well. At least he's something, you know, got a future 5 to 7 years, 10 years, who knows? Might end up being wonderful, but uh, he was projected to go much higher. Patrick Jones is the edge rusher. That's the one where I think... Eh, eh, you know, could we have done better there? I don't know. They must see something because they took him ninetieth overall. They must see something, and of course, again, they figured why take uh, <clears throat> why take Jalen Twyman uh, super high when teams, you know, they could they could just feel you know you you should be able to get him in the fifth or sixth round, and the Vikings did that. So that's part of being a general manager is not overspending, uh, so to speak, in the draft. Not not reaching, not reaching not saying the guy doesn't deserve to go in the fourth round or something like that, Jalen Twineman, but when you get the vibe that other teams aren't in a huge rush to get him, just sit back, relax, okay, now we'll take him, ha ha, gotcha, you know, wink, wink, which is kind of like how a lot of us uh, fantasy ballers like to uh, do our drafts, like, you love this guy, but don't take him in the second round, you know he could still be there in the sixth, that type of thing, and you just have this feeling he's going to be way better this year compared to the last year, that kind of nonsense. Or he's gonna emerge faster as a rookie than other people expect, that type of thing. If I were to give a letter grade for this year's draft, I'm gonna go with the A minus. A minus. That's just you know, none of us truly know how things are gonna go. But the possibility, just the possibility when in, in the top four picks here, you have three guys that could fill positions that are just, you know, crucial to the future of this team. Left tackle, right guard, and then moving Ezra, Cleveland to left guard. Which fills up your offensive line with young, uh, with a you know, with young starters there, young uh, starters with a nice future hopefully, and quite possibly the quarterback of the future with some mobility. So good line or not, you'll have some mobility and a strong arm, and hopefully uh, you can work on his mechanics. And not being Kellen Mond, of course, and help him be a better quarterback than uh, maybe other teams may have thought he was going to end up being. Again, Phil Simms loves him. Phil Simms absolutely loves him. Had him ranked what fourth overall on his board. So pretty damn impressive. Pretty cool. I believe he was what the yeah he was the fifth sixth player taken at the quarterback position. At the end of the day, so there's something there. We'll see, and it just it gives us something to look forward to. That that's what's super important here is there's something there. There's a possibility. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to keep up with. Again, he'll have to again he's gonna have to be coached and coached well. This and that. Kyle Trask was taken just a few picks ahead of him and the other guy that people liked came right behind him, Dave, Davis Mills out of Stanford. Just didn't have a whole lot of, uh, just didn't have a whole lot of a sample size for uh, Stanford. Just started, what, 13 games in his entire career. Pretty big guy, though, 6'3", almost 6'4", which is nice. Not as mobile, necessarily. Obviously, got uh, Kellen mann has got a lot of mobility. Hmm, his hands are a little smaller, I think, too. Interesting. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, Oh, they're both the same. Oh, well, but 33-inch arms, that's kind of nice. Um, uh, hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I don't like the name Colin Kaepernick, but when he played well, he was pretty good. Colin Kaepernick was a pretty damn good player out there. Obviously, the mobility and the strong arm and such, but his accuracy wasn't the best. And unfortunately, he I don't know if he slightly missed on the opportunity to complete a pass to win a Super Bowl with Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. Or if Moss was a little bit alligator-ish on his reach for the ball on that play. But that was the final opportunity for Randy Moss and Colin Kaepernick to bring a Super Bowl to San Francisco. That was the final opportunity for those two guys, unfortunately. Oh, man, poor Randy Moss. I was almost crying for him after that game. Man, man, that was heartbreaking. Was it Colin Kaepernick's inaccuracy or was it Moss? It looked like maybe a little bit of both. Moss just, I don't know, couldn't get to it. Maybe Kaepernick missed just slightly, and they end up not winning the Super Bowl. Baltimore ended up uh, hanging on by uh, the skin of their proverbial teeth at the end of the day in the old Harbaugh Bowl back in 2012. Can't believe it's been that long ago already. Man, that's eight and a half years ago already. Crazy. Feel old yet? <sighs> I'm starting to feel old too. So at the end of the day, though, this draft hopefully is going to set the Vikings in motion to uh, a new era and a very good new era per se. And kind of rebuilding on the fly as well when you have other stars that can uh, keep this team afloat during that time. And possibility of winning a division right away. Kirk Cousins is still your quarterback. Hopefully he's willing to teach and not be too difficult. I'm guessing he's not going to be too difficult. And Kellen Mond can learn what to do, what not to do with Kirk Cousins uh, as the starter. Maybe two more years as Kirk Cousins as a starter. We'll see what happens with Kellen Mond. But uh, something to look forward to. And while we wait... The offensive linemen can continue to develop and be ready to go. So when they're ready to roll, he's ready to roll. Kablooey, well, we just might have something here, especially with a lot of the young defensive players that have been taken the last couple years as well, and I'm sure many more will be taken in the next two years, leading up to Kellen Mond possibly being starting quarterback of your Minnesota Vikings. Something to look forward to. That's the whole point. With that said, we'll take a break and return for fan interaction briefly. we are back here on Purple Mafia segment number two. Wrap things up here with a few of your comments. Twitter, at Purple Mafia Show, at Purple Mafia Show, or should I say all of your comments? (laughs) I'm not going to skip out anybody. Appreciate people that were liking and uh, retweeting the show. Uh, Vikings Uncensored. Just like, uh, yep, Sam Gupka and Black Space Gaming, or Black Space 999, I should say, (laughs) liked the most recent episode draft preview 21, 2021, episode 342. This is 343, of course, and then retweeted by Tenay Brown out of New Zealand. And Vince Germano out of Australia. Thank you guys very much for retweeting the most recent episode of Pro Mafia. About gosh, how long ago was that? It was a it was a minute ago, like few like about a month ago or so. In early April. Yeah, about three weeks to a month ago. And I don't think the interaction really kicks in for a while here because it's kind of like a dead period. You're waiting for everything to kind of pop up, get some more conversation. Really appreciate some of the likes and retweets of the other shows. Timberwolves Explosion, Freedom of Thought, shows like that. Um, Yeah, boy, things got real interesting after, uh, things got real interesting in the later stages of April. Let's just leave that as is some of the politics in this town and all that it kind of is what it is kind of is what it is I and mean, what are you going to do right <laughs> oh, domestic draft podcast followed and I followed back okay I wanted to make sure I did thank you for that Um. here we go yep Sebastian Barden. I do believe it's Sebastian Barden, uh, also known as Black Space at Black Space 999 says amazing pick and it was that. Christian Darius I was saying I feel it so much better now can't even tell you uh, Sebastian says, I hate giving Rick credit, but trading back and getting Jared Saw is highway robbery. I think so, too. I mean, that was awesome. That was awesome. I was ticked off about the uh, trading down, thinking, well, that's the end of Jared Saw and uh, any other possibilities to get, like, a, a starting tackle here? Unless uh, things later on head t- in a different direction. To Brown says, seems like we still got our guy, even with trading back And Absolutely. I don't know if I responded. Oh, I did. I said, thank you, Lord, basically. Yep, and we did. Yes, we did. That is exactly what happened. So that was my way of saying yes. <laughs> Mad Martin out of Northern Scotland. Tane Brown again out of New Zealand. Cool. Uh, Sebastian's out of Mankato. Sam Gupta out of California. So on and so forth. Mad Martin out of Northern Scotland says now he needs to use those picks to trade up into the second round tonight. Which did not happen. Uh, the Vikings did not trade up into the second round, but uh, still wound up with some really nice players and, of course, the quarterback, Kellen Mond, Moving forward, um, so we ended up keeping all of those third-round picks, and we traded away one of the fourth-round picks, and yeah, I don't know. Must have been for next season because he kept hinting that he was going to do that again. At Purple shows the Twitter account. Now we're at Facebook.com/forward slash Purple show. Facebook.com/forward slash Purple show. Gerald Sring says. Great show, as per usual, Joey. Did I mention we need some guards, please? Did I mention we need some guards? Like I was saying, I stole that line from Gerald String out of Nebraska, just a legend. Uh, Joey, did I mention we need some guards? And we finally, finally at least got one. We've at least got one who's legit in uh, Ezra Cleveland, so we might be good at the guard position, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. We're not too satisfied until we know for sure, but there's a possibility. They were saying LOL about the guards thing. The guy that stands out to me the most is Dariusaw, even though, and this was well before the draft, by the way. So, yep, you mentioned Dariusaw. So, even though I know he's more of a tackle, but he really looks the size, part of plug-and-play, intimidating size. Yep, that's for sure. We'll see. Your guy Slater would be awesome, also. See, Slater, that's the thing. There, there's your guard. Uh, he'd have been an elite guard, possibly like just like a like a freaking like all-pro guard in the NFL. Derisov might wind up being an uh, all-pro tackle. Tackle is the most important position, basically, of the offensive line, left tackle. But guards are super important, obviously, for so many reasons as well. Uh, The New Orleans Saints, in the playoff game a couple years back, uh, they were still a year and a half back now when uh, Cousins had those big moments. Um, The Vikings defense did also. Their guards just weren't good. Uh, Their tackles were decent, but their guards weren't good. That's why Zimmer moved uh, our two stud uh, defensive ends into the middle. Uh, Griffin, of course, and Daniil Hunter into the middle and they attacked her that was weird, those, those weaker guards and it wreaked havoc on uh, Drew Brees. So pretty cool stuff. So apparently it was about three weeks ago the last show. Yep. Um, he was saying uh, Slater would be awesome also. I see Pay show up a lot in mock drafts. Wouldn't be my choice either. But there must be something at bottom where he keeps showing up. That would be a top 5 D-line if they do. Thanks for the hard work and quality show. And thank you so much also. And thank you for being so loyal and always the great, great comments. Uh, you know, your stuff, Gerald, I think that's cool. And, and you, you bring the passion as well. And the experience of, uh, you've seen at least, you know, you've seen a couple of Super Bowls of the Vikings in it, I'm sure. And uh, that's awesome. It's just unbelievable resource when, when you know, you've seen the Super Bowl. See, like I can bring to my grave. I saw the twins win two world series, at least two, hopefully more. I'm just saying I can bring that to my grave. That, uh, that's an experience I'll always have that younger generations can't say they have. So it's an amazing thing if you got to see the Vikings in the Super Bowl. It's just a gosh darn shame they didn't win them. Damn it. Uh, but yep, Aaron Rodgers is supposedly telling the Packers he doesn't want to return. So we'll see. Again, that's one of those things that's out there. And a strong possibility is that Schefter. We'll see. It's going to be very interesting. Levin Leland Albertson. Out of Iowa, he's a new Purple Mafia Hall of Famer as well. He says, draft drama. Uh, he says, I like the lineman pick this year. That would be uh, Christian so, yep. Dave Vicky out of Iowa says, he's of course Hall of Fame as well. I love the fact that the Packers have another disgruntled employee at the quarterback position, Farvin Rogers. Hopefully, he has to play with uh, play with them pissed off all year. Even though I dislike Rogers to no end, he's the type of quarterback that will put us over the top and he would want to finish what Favre couldn't and put a stake in the heart of Packers fans forever. Oh, that would be the awesome, that would be so awesome, wouldn't it? That would be so awesome. And that's true. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, and when Rodgers is motivated like he really was last year, it's not like he never was, not like he wasn't motivated, but that extra motivation, that extra anger that you have when it's like you feel disrespected. You feel like you're getting slighted here, like they're trying to push you out the door. And it's like, oh, really? You think I'm done? And then he went crazy last year and was an MVP. I can imagine Rodgers doing that here as well, and hopefully not breaking down the way Favre did at the end, and kind of like kind of quitting before the 2010 season. And they kind of like dragged him, dragged him up here, and he said, "Oh, what the hell? 20 million? Why not?" And he couldn't play anymore. It was crazy. He basically retired and kind of meant it. He wasn't prepared for the season, and that's why 2010 was such a disaster. But 2009 was a joy that we'll never forget. It just Hopefully, if Rogers does come, we can stick the day we can, we can put the stake in the heart of the Packers fans forever. Yep, yep. wouldn't that be amazing? End that curse once and for all. Mark Carlson, Purple Mafia Hall of Fame, says just saying. If I were the GM for the Pack, I would make sure he stays and starts, which would mean again, yup, giving him a another uh, an extension giving him another extension, which is what they need to do if they want to keep him, and if they don't, they don't. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yep, that that is what it would take, pretty much, and that's why he's kind of doing this right now. Uh, Tim McKinney says, no surprise, I don't blame him. He's been saying it for months, management is garbage in Green Bay. And they certainly have uh, not done a whole lot to make Rogers happy lately, they really haven't. Matt Emer, out of the UK, welcome back to the show, says why would anyone want to play for the pack i mean i get their history and i know the media and the nfl love them but any fan or player without a brain would wouldn't want to be near them yeah they are kind of it is kind of an odd front office there it's almost like the bulls in a way where like you're you know it's kind of like with the bulls you know both michael and all that how it just doesn't seem to end well like things just didn't end well in chicago You think, what an amazing organization. Look what they accomplished. Look at the players they had. Look at all the coach and, you know, Phil Jackson and Scotty and Michael and Rodman. But, you know, just like everything, it came to an end and it didn't end well at all. And they could have done more. Like Michael will go to his grave feeling he could have at least won seven, if not eight championships in Chicago. Uh, And he's heartbroken about it to this day. It still tortures him on the inside and i think uh it's been torturing Rodgers and far for years that they prob- they they should have won more than one super bowl for each quarterback. They should have won more. They should have probably won four total. At least four, like two with each. Uh, winning the super bowl is not easy. But when you have Joe Montana, it's like talent at your quarterback position it's possible. And and it's an organization you talk about the small market this and that, but there's something magical about Lambeau Field and playing there in like November December man, I mean, I I can't even imagine what it would be like playing for the Packers uh, in Lambeau Field, you know. Uh, And here I get getting emotional about playing for the Packers and I'm the host of Pro Mafia. It's just, I'm putting it from their perspective. I'm putting it in from the perspective of an NFL player who has no you know, allegiance to the Minnesota Vikings or Green Bay Packers. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm from Seattle, Washington. I'm from Nebraska. I'm from, well, Nebraska might be a Viking fan, but you never know. They might be Chiefs fans or Broncos fans too. I'm from Texas, Arizona, Mississippi. Yes, Mississippi, Northern California. Maybe I was a big 49ers fan, like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. The Packers would be one of the organizations, you know, like you want to think about how nobody would want to play for them, but at the end of the day, if they had an organization that was a little bit better and less dysfunctional, yeah, I mean, it's, got to be one of the destinations, man. It's got to be. But just because of the arena and the location and everything. It's just, you know, it's got a vibe. I you know, I can only imagine. But at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, the drunk side of it, I don't like. That kind of North Dakota drunken goofiness that goes on in Green Bay Area as well. Places like that. So there's a good and bad to everything. But uh, at the end of the day, you hate the, the love that the media gives them. Yes. I don't blame anybody about that either. Oh, there I go, twisting things all over the place. But, um, you know, I could see him as a destination for certain players. I could. Oh, now the battery for my mouse is going out. That is just oh, the darndest thing. It just happens in right in the middle of a show here. Oh, oh well. Got to go old school. My, Brett McCarthy, South Dakota says, Believe it when I see it. Yep, so you never know. Jesse Ball says, We can hope. And Steve Weber responds, also says. A lot of draft day media hype. And Brett McCarthy wraps up with, just read Denver is offering the farm for him. Yeah, or just he just read that they are. And it could happen. Teddy would be kind of like a placeholder as things move forward uh, for Rodgers to be the quarterback. Who knows? He may wind up being on the Broncos. He might wind up being on... See, When you look at the possible teams he may go to, and I figured I would get to this tonight when I was going to talk about the Vikings, uh, or uh, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers... Yes, the Vikings could be a destination eventually, but it would have to be similar to what happened with the Jets. The Packers are not trading Aaron Rodgers to the Vikings. They're just not. It's not going to be Cowboys and Eagles trading draft picks, which could happen. But Aaron Rodgers to the Vikings, just like Favre to the Vikings, they just, they just weren't going to do that. So it would have to be kind of a secondary thing. But uh, a team like Pittsburgh might sound kind of crazy, but if I was Pittsburgh, I, I I'd, you know, you with all those weapons... You've got to move on from Roethlisberger at some point. I mean, I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers than Roethlisberger, uh, if I were them. I think they was Rodgers is like one year after Roethlisberger in the draft, if I remember correctly. Um, Denver, yeah, Denver could easily be a destination for Aaron Rodgers, and it's in the AFC as well, which I would think that's where the Packers would want to go. Philadelphia's got a nice young quarterback. Dallas has Dak Prescott. They're not getting Aaron Rodgers. It's just not happening. Unless it's Dak for Aaron, I don't think they're doing that either. That'd be kind of funny. Um, obviously, it's not going to be the Bears. You got Fields, and they're not going to trade him to the Bears. Same uh, Detroit is a small possibility, but I would truly doubt it as well. Even though there's not nearly as much animosity between Green Bay and Detroit versus Minnesota and Chicago uh, versus Green Bay, um, you just try to keep thinking it over. Seattle, no, unless uh, old what's his name leaves there. You never know. A lot of Packers went to Seattle. A lot of Vikings went to Seattle. <laughs> But Mike Holmgren's not there anymore, obviously. That was a long time ago already. The Washington football team, I don't know. That'd be kind of weird, but I guess anything's possible there. I don't know what would happen there. I don't know if he'd be going to Washington. But um, they have an interesting team, but it's more of a defense than an offense. See, where Pittsburgh's got a lot of weapons. I think if Pittsburgh had Aaron Rodgers, watch out. Ooh, Pittsburgh had Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to be the Chargers. It's obviously not going to be the Chiefs. The Raiders are the other one. The Las Vegas Raiders could be a real interesting combination for Aaron Rodgers. It's, you know, there's, you've got the coach, the former Packer coach. Obviously, he was, uh, you know, John Gruden and all that. Uh, obviously, he was there way before uh, Rodgers. But just saying, you know, I think they might be able to work something out. Rodgers and uh, Gruden might be able to get things together and make things very interesting in Las Vegas. Could be a lot of fun, actually. I wouldn't be surprised if they were on, like, the top three list of where Rodgers would want to play. San Francisco would probably be at the very top if, if they didn't just get Trey Lance, but then again, you know, they, and they still have Jimmy Garoppolo, unless they want to trade Garoppolo to the Packers where he could be a placeholder for Jordan Love. So nothing nicer for Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's screwed either way, basically in that situation um, where Rodgers, Yeah, he's not going there. No, he's not going there. Trey Lance. Trey Lance is more likely to succeed than Jordan Love, I think. <laughs> so he's not going to San Francisco now, uh, There was rumors about possibly trading him there with that third pick, and the Packers have the third pick, and maybe they could take whoever. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so he's not going to San Francisco. I'm sure that would be his top choice. It's not going to be the uh, Patriots, I don't think. That'd be kind of shocking. I don't know. People were talking about Miami. Nah, it's the same thing. You got two of there. Same problem. You got the young quarterback that's who they want to be the main guy moving forward. So, I don't know. It's goofy. It's weird. Minnesota should be a possibility, but I don't know. We got we got Kellen Mond, damn it. We got Kellen Mond breathing down his neck. Huh? Huh? Kellen Mond is breathing down Aaron Rodgers' neck. What do you think of that? What do you think of that, huh? Okay, I'll settle down. Comments on the Kellen Mond acquisition in the draft. Leland, pardon me if the clicking noise is annoying. Says some stats very impressive. Mon finished his career at Texas A&M as the all-time leading or leader in passing yards, nine thousand six hundred sixty-one pa- passing touchdowns, seventy-one, and total offense, eleven thousand two hundred sixty-nine. Those are some pretty good stats. Yes, uh, Brett McCarthy says I like what they addressed with the offensive needs, offensive line. Yeah, both the guard and the tackle, both very much starting material, uh, and I mean both of them. Uh, absolutely. So, Gerald String says, that's interesting. Not overly happy with this move at that spot. There was some dang good talent left at the O-line. Yep, I I understand that too. And Edge, I would have picked. That said, I know we need a franchise quarterback eventually when Cousins is done. Maybe just hopefully that this is the guy personally wanted to go, uh, wanted them to go outside, draft, and sign Felipe Fle- Franks to compete for backup. He's a little unpolished, but he really reminds me a lot of Josh Allen in size and arm strength and just the style he plays with. I see the Falcons picked him up. We'll be interested to see if they can coach that guy up. Time will tell. Yeah, we'll see because, you know, obviously uh, Matt Ryan's not going to last forever either, even though he's still damn good. Interesting. That is very interesting thoughts there, Gerald. Definitely. Um. Chad's Surrett. It looks like it's just likes. Not, not a whole lot of us know a whole lot about that guy. I'm just being honest. Wyatt Davis, though, was a pretty exciting one, actually. Wyatt Davis. They almost called him Wyatt Smith. He's a former gopher uh, hockey player. Wyatt Smith, years ago, pretty good player in college, but not in the NFL, uh, and, and NHL, pardon me. Come on, man. Okay, here's the reply. Gerald Spring says, like the pick, interesting back- background. His grandpa is a Hall of Fame defensive lineman from the Packers. His dad was, he was a good athlete also, but never made it out of college. Last grad, was a Hall of Fame defensive lineman for the Packers. Wow. His dad was a good athlete also, but never made it out of college due to multiple knee injuries. His dad got into acting and is a pretty successful actor, LOL. I think it's great we got a new uh, natural tackle in Derrissaw and a solid natural guard with enormous, uh, with his enormous beast, pardon me. Glad we're giving him a whirl. And me too. Could be an outstanding pick here. Brad McCarthy says, at least we are addressing the O-line, and we doggone are, aren't we? And it's about frickin' time. I think we've all been wanting that for a while. Reef was, was decent, and you know, Reef was decent, and we've had, and of course we have Brian O'Neill and such, but uh, now we're really pushing forward here. I was telling Brett uh, absolutely we might finally be in good shape there, as long as these guys work out. Uh, anything more? Patrick Jones, a second couple of comments here. Dave Hickey back on board. He says, he looks like a Daniel Hunter clone. Really? Really? Well, you you might be. Daniel Hunter was the fourth round pick. It's showing two comments, so where's the other one? That's weird. Huh. Yep, and Brett McCarthy says another need. Yep, 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 yep. Darn right, man. Keep moving up. Again, apologize for the obnoxious sound here. If it's making noise... Yep, Jalen Twyman. I kind of like that one, too. Interesting. No comment there. I kind of like that one. That one could be a very interesting sleeper pick in the sixth round. Uh, that would be, uh, you know, Twyman didn't even play last year. Ten and a half sacks as an interior defensive, ta- uh, defensive lineman. Defensive tackle position. That's a pretty damn good pass rush there. Definitely a three-technique type moving forward. At very least could be a spectacular rotational player in the Zimmer system, but he might end up being one of those picks. But we look back at the 2021 draft and say, holy cow, did we pick up a, uh, a gem there? I, I got a feeling about him, and I hope, I hope I'm right. He, I was saying, ladies and gentlemen, your 2021 draft class for the Minnesota Vikings, of course, is showing Derrissaw there uh, at the front there because, well, he was the main dude of this draft, and it's a great feeling, but I think there's a lot more going on. He says, just Derrissaw here, including Twyman. Uh, Gerald Strings says, great pick, and truly was. Uh, Dave Hickey says, I love the way the draft went to get Daris after trading down to 23, when you might have been lucky to get him up at 14. Then to pick up Mond, Surrett, Wyatt Davis in the third round, uh, in the third round whiteout, moving up is awesome. And I have to love the picks of Iowa. Yep, we got a couple of Iowa and Iowa State. Yep, player, uh, players, both with huge upside in my humble opinion. Uh, the, yep, those guys are both running backs with uh, kick-returning ability, right? So, yeah. Oh, no, one one's a receiver, one's a, yeah. The Iowa guy is a receiver. The Iowa State is running back. So, yep, we'll continue. Uh, not to mention all the defensive line and receivers we picked up in the draft and college free agents. You better bust your ass, DJ Wanam. Hercules Mata'afa and BB and, <laughs> yep, and BC Johnson better step up because these players look like they're going to replace you. Yeah, that's a strong possibility. Yep, that's a strong possibility going forward. DJ won him. I mean, I, I think he has a chance to be damn good. I was saying, everyone, also include your uh, letter grade for the draft. Might as might as well. And I was saying, I said A-. And I'm sticking with that. I want an A- for my draft grade. I think that's it for this section. And, yep, one more thing. Oh, no, that is it. There's no more grades. There was a, yeah, there was a visitor post that I had up on my mobile device because I heard it's easier to get on this than on the computer. Uh, Leland Elbertson posted a, a meme where it says the new NFL, and it's the two announcers uh, watching or the two announcers discussing what's going on. It's not his knee; it appears his feelings have been hurt, and they've called the new fifteen-yard butt hurt penalty. The psychologist is attending to him on the field now. <laughs> that was awesome yeah, that's the new NFL. that's really good. I, I like that one. That one's a good one. Good post. Thank you, Leon. That was funny. Yeah, keep posting stuff like that. There's nothing wrong. It's good to have a little fun at the end of the day as long as we're not hurting anyone's feelings, right? Okay, I'm just kidding <laughs> I had to say it. Uh, with that said, I'm excited about this draft. I think the Vikings chances of uh, yeah I, I think the Vikings chances of taking a nice step forward here are, are, are good and I think the future looks pretty bright. If you have a, you know, all five of the offensive line positions are young and going to keep getting better. I gotta hope. I mean, Brian O'Neill could still get better. Ezra Cleveland, Bradbury, um, and then of course the new guys, Wyatt Davis, and of course uh, Chris Anderosaw. This is going to be very exciting going forward. Kill in mind, it's stuff to look forward to, and that's what matters most at the end of the day. The gold star for this episode is going to go to Gerald Sring. Silver star for this episode is going to go to Dave Hickey. Ron Starr for this episode is going to go to Brett McCarthy. Thank you guys so much for the inclusion. Appreciate your show. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you for the ability to do this. Uh, I always love doing it. It's probably going to be a while till the next episode, but we'll see. I mean, news breaks. Maybe talk about Aaron Rodgers. Maybe reminisce about the old days. Maybe something else interesting happens. Who knows? I mean, anything can happen that can get me behind the mic. Interesting story. Otherwise, it could be a bit till the next episode. Obviously, sometimes it's all the way until, you know, like August. I hope it's not that long till the next episode, but it might be. It might be. I tend to shut down as the mowing season has begun. The cleanups are already done. Just miracle speed out there. And it also helps that a lot of people would rather have you just uh, get started with the mowing and not worry about the cleanups. I don't know where that came from. But uh oh yeah somebody's messaging me out of nowhere but uh yeah so at the end of the day again really appreciate being a part really appreciate you letting me be a part of your day via podcast apple podcast google podcast or whatever it is i really appreciate it very much and i really enjoy doing this i enjoy talking about the draft and it's fun to look forward to something rather than just look back and say my god we just we have no future we stink it's just it feels like there's no this is never going to happen at least there's a little ray of light. It's called hope, and that's what you know. Kellen Mond, guys like that, um, Wyatt Davis, Christian Darius, and some of those other some of those other guys, including the the return game, possible guys out of Iowa and Iowa State moving forward, could be really fun. Could be really fun, and a couple of edge rushers and stuff. Uh, really, really intrigued by the defensive tackle at the end there from Pitt, the very last pick of this draft. Freaking cool, man. I think there's something to that. I really think there's something there. Truly. With that said, the final things now. Oh my God, I keep doing this. <laughs> Viget, the Viget application. I should have started the segment with this. But the Viget application. Oh, please don't kill me, Viget. Please don't kill me. I apologize. There are four different. There are four different ways to use the app and such. Uh, social media for sports betters. You can post about your picks. See what others are saying about games. Viget betting leagues, month-long betting competition to see who's the best sports better over the course of a month. Free to play sports book, bet free coins, win real prizes, betting stats. There is great information available on Vigit, like line movement and where the public is betting. Really appreciate those of you that may have joined this, and please do also join it if you could. The referral uh, code is Paladino Live. Paladino Live. It'll tell one word, and I'll put it in the show description. Join the Vigit application. It's fun to look at different sports betting. Uh, you're not using real money. It's like play money, kind of like a cryptocurrency, but it's not real cryptocurrency, you know what I mean? It just looks like it. Basically, it's play money on the application. V-I-G-I-T. It's two different words. V-I-G space I-T. Just look it up in the application um, stores. It's free, of course. in and Android and Apple out there, uh, different devices and all that. Android and Apple devices. You can, you know, bet, f- bet free coins and win real prizes. It's fun, you know, and you can kind of learn about betting this way. In a lot of ways, it's like, it's like practice betting, and of course you can compete against other people like myself and others out there to see who's really doing better than other people. So, join on board. It's, it's worth it. It's a lot of fun. Again, I apologize to Vigit for not bringing this up earlier, but I suppose it's still got on the show. So, that's what matters most. It still got on the show at the end of the day. Uh, please do join the fan interaction segment by getting by sending in an audio submission. I I miss hearing those. Dave Martin out of, out of Iowa, out of Northern Scotland. I'm losing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm hallucinating thinking about all these picks. I'm just, I'm, not, I'm in dreamland already, right? <laughs> Dave Martin, Mad Martin out of Northern Scotland has sent in some absolute gems and he's been doing it for years now and I appreciate him so much. Those of you that want to do that, you can join on board and also do it. That's, that's how you do it is through audio submission. Basically, you pick up your smart device, open any free voice recording application there is on there. There's usually built-in ones. Just open it, press record, create it like a phone call, talk for whatever, two to five to six to eight minutes, whatever you want to do. Keep it as closely related to the Vikings as you can. That'd be greatly appreciated. Hit stop, save it, and email it slash share it to live at yahoo.com. live at yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to zamzar.com. Always appreciate what that website does, converting files into MP3, so I can put it in the auditing editing software, in this case Audacity, and upload it onto the internet via Hipcast, so I can get to you on your smart device, which we always appreciate doing. Please ready to for uh, please do review Purple Mafia on Apple Podcasts, Audible, or Stitcher. I really appreciate if you could do that. Five-star rating and uh, tell us what you like about the show. Even Maybe something you'd like to see improved would be greatly appreciated. You could even email me at that pal, you know, live at yahoo.com. Message me on Facebook. Tweet me on Twitter. I mean, you can do all that. You can do all that. Interact with me. Interact with me. I'm a nice guy. I'm not too good for you. I'm not one of those guys who's just, uh, you know, I'm just absolutely inundated with endless, you know, like I'm I'm getting just a barrage of tweets and messages all day from everyone. No, I'm not. I'm not Mr. Important. I'm not too good for anybody. Uh, no, I'm not. Anybody that wants to interact with me, go ahead. Go ahead. And I apologize to some of you that I've been really slow on responding at times. But um, I need to be, you know, we all need to be better about everything in this world. We all got things we can improve on. So sometimes I respond right away. It depends on the timing, I guess. Maybe I'm just locked into something. But generally speaking, I'll, I'll respond quick. Generally, I will. Uh, mostly. If I'm in the middle of work and then I forget, I deeply apologize and I'll try to get back to you no matter what at the end of the day. Uh, God bless all of you. Just thank you for interacting with the show. Tell your friends about it if you could. Spread the word about Cruel Mafia. It's an older show now, but hey, <laughs> it can it's still it can still grow. It can still definitely grow at the end of the day. It's certainly not as big as it could be. You know, I think it could be a lot bigger than it's been over the years, but uh, obviously it is what it is, you know. I'm like a small market Green Bay Packers. I'm not Los Angeles when it comes to podcasting at the end of the day. I'm more like a Packers classic and uh, a smaller, smaller market, you could say. Not me, Minneapolis, Minnesota is a small market. Just I'm, I'm a small market at the end of the day. I'm not this big name. Uh, you know, stuff like that. With that said, hope to talk to you soon. Have a wonderful couple of weeks here. Great spring, great summer, great spring for now. Great summer, depending on how long it is till the next show. Hopefully these guys work out. Really looking forward to how they develop. And boy, there could be some really positive days ahead, especially with Rodgers not in Green Bay. That's another thing. But hey, even if with Rodgers there, with with or without him, to be the best, you got to be the best. So let's be the best first before anything else.